This episode of GBS is brought to you by OmniFringeRadio.com. OmniFringe Radio is the proud home of GBS, and this is where you can listen to and download every new episode as it comes out. So please make sure and support OmniFringeRadio.com. Enjoy this week's episode. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace, and we're coming at you with a Thanksgiving edition of GBS. So if you're here in the United States, hopefully you enjoyed your turkey day. I know I certainly did. And you might be wondering, where's Sean? Why isn't he talking right now? (laughs) Well, he's actually spending time with his family on the holiday And I, you know, I've been scrambling around trying to get stuff done for Chicago TARDIS. And the big news that dropped this week is that Sean is going to be there with me as well. So we're really excited about that. Unfortunately, because we've got so much going on, we've got packing and planning and then spending time with family and everything because of the holiday. Unfortunately, this week's episode of the podcast will be a little shorter than normal. So I do apologize about that. Speaking again one more time, Chicago TARDIS is this weekend, if you're listening to this, on Thursday or Friday. So that's November 24th, 25th, and 26th, and that's obviously right outside of Chicago. I've been talking about this for months. I'm so excited, and we're going to get a lot of content for you guys. We're going to be talking, hopefully, to some people from the show. We're going to be talking to fans, and then we're just going to, you know, give our takes in our impressions of the convention. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be a lot of content coming coming real soon. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, in the United States, we say things that we're thankful for. Usually, at least my family did, we would, right before we would eat dinner, we would go around the table and we would all say things that we're thankful for. So I guess I'll do that right now. Obviously, I'm thankful for my family and friends. I'm thankful for my girlfriend. You know, she's been one of the best things going for me. I'm thankful for Doctor Who. As you guys obviously know, I love Doctor Who. That's the reason I do this show. I even said at the beginning of the first episode, you know, how much I love Doctor Who, and that was what inspired me, you know, to do a podcast. And then finally, I'm thankful for you, the listeners of GBS. Unfortunately, I'm going to get a little emotional and sappy on you guys, but I'm I'm extremely thankful for all the fans of the show, for you listening, downloading, liking, sharing, everything that you do for the show. I never suspected that it would 
grow the way it's grown. It's taken off way bigger than I thought it would ever take off. And I just want to say one more time, thank you. Thank you so much. And we're just getting started, baby. So, enough of the sappy emotional stuff. Let's jump into this week's Doctor News. I've got some news for you, dudes. All right. First story this week is that BBC Radio 2 is about to broadcast a two-hour special documentary looking behind the scenes of Doctor Who. It'll be broadcast on the 21st of December, so a few days right before the Christmas special. It'll be the program sees Joe Wiley gain exclusive access to the Doctor Who team. She catches up with the stars of the series on the set, including Pearl Mackey, David Bradley, Stephen Moffat, and obviously the Doctor himself, Peter Capaldi. She also hears from outgoing companion Matt Lucas and digs into the BBC Doctor Who archive. There will be stories from behind the scenes, including how Lucas approaches being recognized by fans, the radical ways in which Mackie's life has changed, Pele's reaction to signing a Brazil shirt for the Doctor, and how Doctor Who has always been with Peter Capaldi, from dressing up as a Dalek as a child to karaoke sing-alongs to the killers. Radio 2 listeners will find out which member of the team has a penchant for Chaz and Dave. Radio 2 can be heard via Worldwide on the BBC Radio iPlayer. That's pretty interesting. Obviously, super exciting to get behind-the-scenes look at the Christmas special. Obviously, we're super, super, super anxious to see the Christmas special itself. And then, you know, with it being Peter Capaldi's last episode, it's obviously very emotional. BBC North is offering fans the chance to watch this year's Christmas Doctor Who's episode Twice Upon a Time at special preview screenings across the region. The general manager of BBC North says, We can't wait to bring this wonderful seasonal programming direct to our audiences in the North, and we're sure that they'll enjoy this exclusive BBC content. Tickets will be available through a ballot, which will be open from today, November 23rd, for 10 days via the BBC Shows and Tours website. The ticket ballot will close on Sunday the 3rd of December, Tickets will be allocated via a random draw with 45% going to local, local postcodes, 45% going to the surrounding county, and 10% to the rest of the United Kingdom. Please note the last few moments of the episode will be kept as a surprise until the BBC One broadcasts on Christmas Day. So obviously if you live anywhere near Hartlepool or Bradford in the United Kingdom, that's something really cool that the American fans can't take advantage of. And finally, the actor Rodney Buse has died at the age of 79. Rodney Buse appeared in Doctor Who in 1984 playing Stein in the fifth Doctor story, Resurrection of the Daleks. But he was best known to British audiences for playing Bob Ferris in 1960's sitcom The Likely Lads and its sequel Whatever Happened to the Likely Lads. Unfortunately, as we've said, actors from the classic era of Doctor Who have suddenly passed away recently and i think it's just getting that time so again you know it's unfortunate but it's it's just the way life works <laughs> so that's gonna do it for this week's doctor news now we're gonna jump into something i promised last week which is we're gonna do a special version of jody comments i'm not flirting by the way 
I posted the episode of the show last week, and then right afterwards, I went online looking to get the fans' response to the casting of Jodie Whittaker. And I'm just trying to get a real gauge of how people are feeling about it, not what the media is portraying, not what people, you know, one person's opinion. I want kind of a a universal opinion about Jody. And that's proven to be quite difficult because it seems to be very, very divisive. We have, on one hand, we have fans who love it, you know, are extremely excited. On the other hand, we have people who, I mean, absolutely hate it. So I'm going to read some Facebook comments that were posted and just kind of tell you where people's heads at. What I saw for the most part, I would say maybe it's like 70-30, has been negative, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know, I've, I've said before I, I'd like to be honest, and I like to tell the truth about what's actually going on, not just my opinion. I got a lot of comments about it. A lot of them were just kind of jokey gifts and things like that. We'll start out with a nice one. This one was by a fan named Justin Rouse, who said, I'm looking forward to seeing her version of the Doctor. I wasn't a fan of Capaldi's Doctor, so I'm excited to see some change. So that's nice. I mean, I, I disagree with the Capaldi part. Capaldi was great, but it's it's nice to see someone excited about Jody's casting. Here's another one, another nice one from Jason Wood. Honestly, I'm excited to see how she will play the role. I love who they casted as the mistress, and I could see some really good banter between the doctor and the mistress now. Honestly, I think it's a nice breath of fresh air. Here's another one. It's actually very, very long. James Baldock said, My soundbite before this gets totally out of hand and is locked or deleted. I'm cautiously optimistic. A female doctor is a big gamble, but there was no way they could get away with it without avoiding it forever. It could be a disaster. And there's a lot riding on both Chibnall and Whitaker. But it could give Doctor Who the shot in the arm it desperately needs. I shall watch with interest. One thing that has come to light in the last few months is how toxic the fan base is on both sides. Whether their stance is militant pro or misogynistic anti or something in between, we've seen people at their worst. We must never let things get this bad again. Well, I, I definitely see where James is coming from. And, again, I've said before on the show how I think that we're here, we're just hearing the loud people. We're not hearing everyone. And I, I, I have a more op optimistic view of how people are in real life. And I don't think everyone's this way. And the other thing that's important to note is that the keyboard or, you know, posting things online is a good barrier to say things that you you hopefully won't get ridiculed or in trouble for. A lot of people post things online knowing that there isn't going to be a major, you know, sense of repercussions. And these are things that people would never say in real life or say to someone to their face. And this is a controversial thing, but I think that if someone internalizes something and they it doesn't affect th their actions then it doesn't really matter i don't you know i don't care what someone thinks whether it's positive or negative if it doesn't affect the way that they 
interact with people. Obviously, if you have misogynistic or sexist thoughts and it affects your actions, then obviously there's some room for, room for improvement there. But if someone thinks something's sexist, I can't control what happens in their brain. I can obviously, we can educate them and hopefully they come around. Here's another comment from Steve Price who says, I can't wait to see Jody as the doctor. We've had lots of great strong women in roles throughout the show's history and I think it's high time we see the doctor as a woman. It fits perfectly with the show's canon of the ever-changing personality and face of the doctor. Here's a comment from Jody. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher your last name here. Villa Nueva. I am not happy with the decision have a female doctor. In fact, I am upset over it. However, I am willing to give her a chance. I hope I am wrong and she will be good. Again, that's okay. And here we have you know, one of the extreme sides of it. This is someone who actually even said that she didn't think this comment would make it on the air. So it made me kind of want to put it on there, which she said, sure brought out the crybaby side of virgin nerd boys. So I totally understand where she's coming from in the sense that there are a lot of, you know, there's people complaining online and they're, you know, going really misogynistic with their viewpoints. I will, however, disagree with the fact of the way she decided to approach it, which is that to go right after him. I think negativity doesn't solve negativity. Positivity does. Catherine, this goes out to you. I know you said you wouldn't. this wouldn't make the show. It did. And I do appreciate your opinion, even if it's one I disagree with. So here's one from Tony. Tony Guyot. Again, sorry for the names, guys. But this one's really long. I want to end it with this because he he really articulates his point fully. And obviously he put a lot of thought into this. He says, Jace, perhaps you might find the following adequate for your comments. My first doctor was number four. I had the increasingly rare joy of watching most of two, who I preferred, when it was rerun on Australian TV prior to being destroyed. Sigh. I feel you right there, man. <laughs> I am and always have been really fine with casting of a female principal. Not that it should be more my business than any other blokes. This is the position I held as a child when I first saw Regeneration and recognized that it was probably possible. I am not, however, feeling confident of this choice. I am sure Mrs. Whitaker is a competent actor and will do the job credit. Plenty of people I respect are saying she's good despite the fact that I and many others are unfamiliar with her body of work. That's a significant part of my problem, though. Though I've never seen the Doctor as definitively male, I've always been of the view that child-onset fans are stakeholders and are entitled to be catered to as much as current child-onset fans. Writing for kids and adults is not easy, but it's not rocket science, and it is my position that it is in the job description of the showrunner. The show is supposed to set all our minds ablaze. So frankly, I'm glad that the other 50% of the human race are finally getting a look in. In respect of Mrs. Whitaker, there isn't a timeless quality to the actor which you can point at the way you could Dame Judy or um, Thompson. Tilda Swinton, Charlotte Rampling, H.B. Carter, 
Carrie Mulligan, or for that matter, Michelle Yao. If I'm thinking too grand, then Amanda Burton, Diane Parrish, Amelia Fox, Jane Wall, Blythe Duff, Thandi Newton, Keely Hawes, or for that matter, Jillian Anderson. If you want to get real timey-wimey, Eve Miles theatrically aged 10 years in an asylum without memories but with a pocket watch. My apprehension is that they're making the change for the sake of making the change and selling the product rather than carpeing the DM seizing the opportunity to do something profound for the ongoing adult audience. Another problem I have perhaps with Miss Whitaker is that she's simply too classically beautiful. No, I don't just mean jealousy. I mean seriously, could her face be more symmetrical? I know without looking up, without asking, that she lives in a house with a small spare room that she alone has the key to. In that room is a painting which is slowly getting older. Also in the promos, she's wearing quite a bit of makeup. The doctor has wrinkles, has earned them, and makes them look good. Even the HD camera likes each and every of my list above, but none of them are going to make a 13-year-old hate their face in the own face in the mirror. I confess that I was always alienated by Mr. Tennant's pretty boy factor. I couldn't have done without Mr. Smith's youth, but he looked eccentric, if not odd. I mean, what is wrong with my chin? Careful, dear, you'll put someone's eye out. You just can't say that or anything like that about Mrs. Whitaker. Obviously, this is something I've talked about before, which is that I can appreciate someone not liking Jody, not because she's a woman, but just because they don't think Jody is the right actress to, to portray the doctor. Now, I disagree. I do think she's going to do a great job. Well, actually, he says that. So maybe we aren't disagreeing. He just thinks someone would have did a better job. I do. Yes, I, I agree that I think she is very pretty, though I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I've never been alienated by David Tennant's good looks. <clears throat> no, I'm just, just kidding. Again, Tony, thanks for your comment. You, again, put a lot of thought into it, so I, I truly appreciate it. So... Keep me updated, guys. Let me know what you're thinking about Jody. Let me know what you're thinking about Bradley Walsh and other people have been cast in the show. We're, uh, we're anxiously waiting for Series 11. We're anxiously waiting for the Christmas special. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they released a tiny little trailer in the Children of Need special. So here is it in its entirety, and then we're going to talk about it. Might be in for a sup. My TARDIS. Look at my TARDIS. This is impossible. Have I been burgled? It's. But it's hideous. Bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. You know, I thought it probably was. Glad it's not just me. What is this place? This place is or ought to be my TARDIS. Technically, that is your TARDIS. It's about 70 feet that way. See? Always remember where you parked. It's gonna come up a lot. Is this madness? Am I going mad? Madness? Well, you're an officer from World War I at the South Pole, being pursued by an alien through frozen time. Hmm. Madness was never this good. World War I? Judging by the uniform, yes. Yes, but... What do you mean, one? Oh, sorry, spoilers. Enough of this. Who are you? Um, 
You know who I am. You knew the moment you saw me. I'd say stop being an idiot, but I kind of know what's coming. I assure you, I do not have the faintest idea who you are. Well, I know who you are. Is anyone going to explain what's going on? Snap. Starts, but you get that in the end. I thought. Well, well, I uh, assume that I'd get younger. I am younger. So, boom! There it is. The twelfth Doctor and the first Doctor interacting with each other, and I've got to say. I cannot wait to see more of it. It, man, like, we've been talking and talking and talking about Doctor Who. We've been talking about the casting of Jodie. We've been talking about the 13th Doctor. I tell you, man, I have missed Peter Capaldi. He is awesome. I cannot wait for this episode. David Bradley in this little trailer really really nails it and i love the dynamic and it seems as like that's what they're going with is the the 12th doctor is obviously way older than the first doctor significantly older so he's like almost coaching him in a way or not coaching him he's he's big brothering him you know there was the the, the scene where the, the beginning of the trailer, the first Doctor walks into the TARDIS and reacts negatively, obviously. They've done that a bunch of times where a previous or other Doctor doesn't like the new TARDIS. And that's because David, or I'm sorry, the first Doctor thinks that it's his TARDIS. And then the 12th Doctor goes, your TARDIS is that way. Remember where you parked, okay? It's, it's kind of important. So he's like almost showing him the ropes. And then obviously we get a little bit of the captain. And, you know, Mark Gatiss is awesome. And I, we still don't, that really didn't give us much of anything. We don't know who the villain is yet, still, unfortunately. So the, there's still a lot left. This was just kind of giving us a little taste of how these two doctors interact with each other. And I've got to say, it looks really, really fun. There's a lot of things, you know, there's also something going on with time. We've said that before in the trailer. So, you know, what, we can only speculate what's going on here. But, again, obviously super excited. So, like I said, guys, it was going to be a short episode this week. Tune in next week. We're going to have more episodes coming out. Big, long episodes. Talking about Chicago TARDIS. Getting a little bit more into depth with this small little trailer. And then we're going to talk about some Christmas specials next week as well. So that's going to do it for me. I'm Jace. I'm hopping in my TARDIS. And I'll catch you guys next week. Bye.